0: welcome to the global author podcast i'm connor whiteley sci-fi fantasy author and a creative entrepreneur bringing you book marketing publishing human branding and other ideas for your book if you want your free author guide and email course then please go to theglobalauthor.com forward slash free now let's get on to the show Hello everyone and welcome to episode 3 of the Global Author Podcast with me Colin Whiteley and today's episode is on how to deal with writer's block so hopefully everyone will find this really useful and hopefully this will help a lot of people and as I was still on the pre-recorded lot this is the 30th of September 2020 as I record this. So in today's personal update, I wanted to build upon what I mentioned like last week about human branding because human branding is really—if we're going to talk in proper, in proper business terms—none of us authors like to consider ourselves as businesses, but sadly we have to enter. And I'm gonna place more focus on that in next week's episode. But could say that um, human brand is my unique selling point. We're talking in proper business terms, and the reason for that is again, as I've mentioned last week, is that I believe it's so so important for us to develop a human brand that readers can connect with. Simply because by connecting with the readers, just like you're emphasizing the know, like, and trust principle, and that basically states that we do business with people we know. People we like and people we trust. So if your readers know you, but they don't like you and they don't trust you, they are very unlikely to do business with you. If readers know you and if they like you, then they're a bit more likely, but unless they trust you, they're not going to do as much of business um, with you. So that's really important because the whole point about human branding is that you emphasise this principle and by develop a human brand, uh, you get readers to know, like, and to trust you. And it's that trust principle that's so important. And I know this sounds really uh, scary because how what do you get readers to know, like, and to trust you? But that's the great thing about human branding, though, is that there's so many different ways to develop a, a human brand. Like in the human branding book, uh, there's like twenty, there's twenty different ways. And to be honest, that was the first edition. I already have more than enough content to make a second, maybe even third edition. Now. Now, I don't quite think it's enough to make, like, a third edition. But I think I can easily, you know, I think I can easily do an entirely separate book of, of like, 60,000 plus words based on, like, the new content that I forgot to add in, like, next year. Because simply because of, there's so many great ways to develop a human band to that. If you really, really think about it, like, how you connect to people, then that's, then that is just so important. And, and you will just be flooded with ideas. Like, my favourite way to connect with people is podcasting. Because like, I can have a conversation with people. Because even now I'm a, I'm like podcasting, you're listening to my voice, So getting to know me. Hopefully even I like it and you're beginning to trust me. And that's why the power of someone's voice is so important because yes, artificial intelligence voices are like improving. But the great thing about the human voice is that you make mistakes. Yes, no, that's why I don't edit like this podcast really strictly. Because I want to keep some of like, my mistakes in here. But like, just you know that uh, I'm a real human and I'm not some fake AI voice. Because that's why I love podcasting. Because you can really clearly show that you're a human band. And another way is video on like, YouTube. I don't know any of the other ones. <laughs> which I think is like, quite funny now. But anyway, video is really powerful for human branding because people get to your face and they get to see your voice and they get to see some stuff that um, you can't necessarily see on a podcast. Like, you can't see on my face. And uh, you don't know my body language. Like, right now, I'm moving my hands because I really like to talk with my hands, which I think is really weird now. Yeah, but anyway, like, that's what I love human branding like so much because it's all about connecting with readers and building a relationship like, with them. Like, I've met some lovely readers over the past site like, of humans, I like, simply was I've like, doubled down on uh, being human and I make sure that they know that I care about them. I am listening to them and I value them. I was talking to this like, reader once and they have told me a really personal story and I was like, Oh, that's I'm so sorry that, that happened to you but thanks for sharing i don't know what i actually said but i know i was kidding and i know it was a sad story so like that's just like something to like think about and as always you can always like contact me to like let you know what your thoughts by by emailing me uh, conorwiley at Connorwiley at net. and you can always leave a comment on the show notes at theglobalauthor.com forward slash blog and you can also tweet me on twitter at theglobalauthor and today's episode is sponsored by my human branding consultant. It's like, if you go to theglobalauthors.com forward slash at one word, no dash in it, then, then you can book a one-hour consulting session with me. And this is done over Skype or over the phone. And I spend an hour um, with you like helping you to develop your author brand, so you can connect with readers and hopefully sell more books. Like This is a completely personalised session, and I absolutely love it these um, sessions because i get to help out authors and i get to um learn like new things because some authors uh, make some really interesting points and it's just so great to help other authors like develop their human brands you can find it at theglobalauthor.com forward slash human consulting and i would love to see you there yes all that's enough for the personal update so let's move on to the content part of today's episode (laughs) So moving on to the content of today's episode, we're going to look at how to deal with writer's block. Well, lots of people um, do that, and I, and I really want to help writers because I've never suffered from writer's block, and hopefully I never will. And the main reason why I want to look at this today is because it does affect so many writers, and it can be. And the saddest thing about writer's block is it can stop people from writing books, and that we need your stories in the world. So let's have a look at this and the surprising thing about writers block though is that fiction writers and non-fiction writers can get it so I do want to have a look at both of these topics in more depth yeah so I've written about 30 books in total so I am quite prolific but to be honest I do sort of do this um, full time so don't let that stop you I don't let you like be scared because yes I'm a university student but to be honest it's university and writing books and university doesn't take up um, 12 months of the year, it's more likely it takes up seven. (laughs) Yes, but even if it takes you one book a year, don't be scared, that is your pace, so stick to it and have fun. So I wanted to quickly mention why I don't get writer's block, because I really hope that that the reason why I don't get writer's block can help you. I sort of don't believe in it, because I think that if you suffer from writer's block, then your creative well has run dry. This actually means that you no longer have any ideas there for your book. I make sure that my creative book is never empty, and I also make sure that my creative book is filled so much that by the time the book's finished, it's almost empty, but there are still ideas in there for future books because I think it's terrifying if I get to the end of a book and I'm thinking, wow, I've literally spent everything. I don't know if I'm going to be able to write another book that feeling would terrify me i think i would cry and panic if that happened to me A lot i'm reading from the actual original blog post here for a little bit and i've written down here another reason why i why i don't get virus blockers is, is because i plot to be honest i don't really plot i sort of do a very rough outline and then i sort of um color in between the lines my books but i think that even having a small outline just so you know where the story's going could be helpful to be honest i do need to do a, a blog post slash podcast episode on what i actually do because i was it's not plotting and it's not discovery and it's not being a discovery writer but that's just something for that's just something for the future so now i wanted to think about how do you feel the creative world so the best way to feel the creative well, to get ideas for your books is to get out in the world and have experiences please know so just know i don't mean go international travel and you don't have to like go out it's because uh, a i'm recording this during the pandemic so international travel is out is completely out of the question but you can also feel the creative world during watching films and reading and to be honest this is how i do most of my creative world feeling because simply because when you watch films and when you read books you are taking in information and to be honest if you love something from a film model it of course don't copy it but model it and you will have so much fun writing it i, I I remember doing that for some of my books and I had so much fun writing uh, I absolutely loved it. So now we, you know, so now I want to talk about how do fiction writers feel for the creative world. So as a fiction writer I get tons of ideas from reading, watching films, going to places, doing things and more. God this is a bit of a, um outdated example here. So one of the ways how I fill my creative world is that I went to Canterbury Cathedral in March 2020. And the thing that I learned, I'm not a religious person, but I do, I do sort of admire a good cathedral because cathedrals are beautiful. And the reason why I actually went there is because as a University of Kent student, I came there for free, which is always great because I love freebies. So I actually got to manage the wonder of the cathedral and it was so easy to let my imagination run wild with ideas. Because, because in my Garrow series, books four to nine, because I'm releasing seven, eight and nine next year it actually has a massive religious theme so well, the cathedral gave me so many great ideas that I could enjoy and so many stories that I could develop as I was thinking and because it's the anniversary of the Thomas Beckett assassination here in at the UK I was thinking well I should probably well I could like most probably um do something well I could most probably do a, a short story set in my Garrow universe based on I'm not going to now but the whole reason why I went to watch to Canterbury Cathedral was to get ideas and I'm just sort of gonna run out of time this year and I've got and I've got so many other great ideas that I really want to guess uh, And Another example of creative wealth in, in, in is that in my winter trilogy I want to do a do you, I want to do a standalone book between books one and book two in the series simply because uh, there's this is amazing plot from a Warhammer forty thousand sci fi fantasy book and I love it so much that I do want to fight something similar to it. Well I just love the political intrigue, the infighting and all the different features of like that book. So i'm really excited about that so but to conclude the whole like um fiction writer's block filling the creative world side thing so overall fiction writers can fill the creative world because you need to go to places you need to enjoy stuff you need to get ideas from them and you need to allow yourself i hear so many fiction writers saying oh i'm not going to read because i want my stuff to be original i'm sorry your stuff's never going to be original i don't think there's i don't think anything's original anymore anymore and to be honest why would you want to? You're missing on some great plot points that you can borrow from other people or model. Model, never copy other people because that's plagiarism and that's wrong. Yeah so like allow yourself to like watch films, read books and get ideas uh, from them. So the question at the end of this section is how can you apply this whole idea of filling the creative world to your own genre? So um, I'm really actually quite surprised to learn that non-fiction writers can actually suffer from writer's block because I do quite a lot of like non-fiction. So, if, you, yeah, so like if this happens to you as a non-fiction writer, then you probably haven't done enough research. And in this case, I do think you should go and do some more research, try and find out more, and just try and enjoy it. But I must, must, must stress that please be careful, because you really don't want to get so, so much information that you're overwhelmed. And in this case, I highly recommend How to write non-fiction by Joanna Penn, because there's a great chapter in there about um, analysis paralysis and what to do. And another thing, which I think is quite common for authors, is that well, I don't think some authors are passionate, passionate enough about topics. Topics, so for example, I wanted to write a permission writing book. Like, um, you have you have permission to write. Then I thought it turned into a mindset book, and I was just thinking, I'm not going to write this book. I'm not passionate enough about it, and that's fine. Fine. As an independent author, you are allowed not to um, write certain types of books. You have all the creative freedom to write what you want to write yes that's just like something else I think about or if you are or if you really want to write a beat you don't think you're passionate enough about that moment in time come back to it in the future if you've set a deadline probably move it but equally I do want to say if you do this for two, one or two books you've you can probably do it for one or two books but if you keep putting projects to the side you cannot and you can't complete stuff then you have a massive problem with finishing energy and this is a problem because if you can't finish stuff then you're never going to put books out you're never going to finish stuff so that i will talk about in a future um, podcast episode about the different types of energy that is needed in the um, process so if you're struggling with um, writer's block or writer's block for um, non-fiction then i recommend doing more research outline it and have a clean and have a clearly defined structure for the book because i do that and i never really get a problem and find something you're passionate about life is too short to do stuff that you're not in enjoying. so just have fun just have fun with it is all i can say so i hope you found this episode um useful so have a great day everyone and i'll see you next time thanks Seth, for listening today i hope you found it useful for more information about publishing writing, book marketing, and human ranting, please go to theglobalauthor.com. And for your free author guide and email course, please go to theglobalauthor.com forward slash free. Have a great day and I'll see you next time.